This is Tuesday, January 30th. You ever plan for important conversations by rehearsing what you're going to say? You know that things, well, they need to be said just right, and you want to be prepared. Our Granada Church staff has used a very helpful book through the years entitled Crucial Conversations. The subtitle reads, Tools for Talking When the Stakes Are High. What are conversations that are crucial? What should tip us off to the importance of these conversations? Well, these are conversations when the stakes, as we said, are high, with a significant relationship impact. Emotions also tend to run high, and there's the potential for conflict. Now, in ministry, we can have these relations, these conversations, I'm sorry, regularly. And you likely have them as well. So how do you handle those conversations? Now today we look at the next scene from Jesus' parable of the lost son. And here's what happens. This is Luke 15, verse 20 to 22. So he, the son, got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Now, as we learned yesterday, the father does something that no Middle Eastern father would do. He runs out to meet the son who has wished he was dead. The father is brimming with love for that boy. But here's what the son does. He begins giving his prepared speech. We know what the speech is because, well, he's already worked it out, as Jesus has told us in the parable. He will say that he made a mistake, and then he'll ask to become a day laborer on his father's farm then perhaps he can make things right financially by restoring what he has wasted. But notice, the father does not even allow his son to finish his prepared speech. He simply calls to his servants, quick, get the best robe and put it on him. Wow. Here is the good and the bad news of prepared speeches. They can be helpful for us to think through what's coming to prepare our hearts for the difficult things that we need to hear or that we need to say. But here's where they can fall short. You don't know what the other person is going to say. You see, the prodigal thinks he knows what will happen. He's come with an offer to fix things. But the father doesn't ask for that or even want that. He never asked the son to do anything at all. The father doesn't say, You stink to high heavens, for goodness sakes, go take a shower and shave. And those clothes of yours, they're nasty. Get changed. And as for the son, there's no repentance here. Instead, he must be willing to get new clothes and go to a party thrown by his father. And that's all. Now, I'm not saying that we never need to prepare for important conversations. Sometimes we do. I'm saying it will not be a conversation until the two of you are together. And then things may go in a completely different direction than you ever anticipated. 
The best counsel is to prepare our hearts before preparing our speeches. As we read about the response of the Father, we need to see it as proactive and not reactive in even a small way. The Father is not reacting to what the prodigal says. He's not waiting for him to say a thing. His love is not caused by the contrition of his son. He loves his son, and that is all. What begins here is the process of showing the son the extent of that love and restoring his, uh, his son in the eyes of everyone, the whole community, too. Let's look at what the father does. First, the father calls for the best robe to be put on him. The best robe would be none other than his father's best clothing. In so doing, the father is saying to his servants and to everyone else that his son is to be received and treated as he is. He is conferring his status to him and honoring him as his son. The prodigal will be seen by everyone who attends the party, and he'll be in his father's clothes, and the message will be clear to everyone. This is my beloved son. Next, the ring placed on his finger is the father's signet ring symbolizing the extension of the father's authority to the son. You remember how Joseph was given a ring and new robes by Pharaoh when Pharaoh elevated him to office? This is what the loving father does with the prodigal son. The sandals for his people are the conferring of status as well, for slaves did not usually wear shoes. And though the son is ready to be a day laborer, his father honors him as his own son. What we are seeing here unfold is the careful plan of the father to restore the son to each group of people in the home and in the community. Why does the father do that? He knows that for the son to come home, to really come home, healing will need to take place and a full restoration. This is what God plans for us in Jesus, something that he does for us, something we cannot pull off on our own. God must do it. And this is what we rest in every day, God's plan to restore us in every way. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus, you've given us all that we need to be restored. Teach us how to wear the robe of Christ rather than insisting on our own clothes how to wear the ring you have given us, and the joy of having sandals on our feet. For in the name of Jesus, we pray.